Hey, this is Mark and Chris at the Right Side Up Podcast. My name is Mark Purcell. I'm a licensed contractor and newbie real estate investor flipper. And uh, I thought flipping would be easy when I started. Yep, and uh, Chris Cates, I am a wholesaler uh, and just starting to get into wholesaling and flipping and all the other stuff as well. So. So thanks for tuning in. We, If you want context on this podcast, go to episode 30 of the REI Central Podcast. We're going to just provide this once a, month, once a month, very organic, non-scripted, relevant conversation. And I want to jump right in to the Who Not How concept. Who Not How is a book uh, that a few people, or I've read it, Chris has read it, my wife has read it, Sarah Purcell, and it's definitely impacted me along with that idea and I want to explore it, break it down, talk about some of my struggles with Who Not How, why I haven't gone to Who Not How beforehand. Chris, you recently, well you're you're new into wholesaling. How long have you been doing it? Since August. Alright, August. That's when we started flipping too. So Yeah. You immediately started off with who well you started off really early with Who Not How. And, mm-hmm. and again who not how is not how am I going to do this? It's who am I going to do this with? Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, I didn't. There was a lot of how involved, and and when I when I was focused on the how, how am I going to do this? It was helpful, but it was it was a long hard road. But really, what actually gave me success and allowed me to begin and turn wheels and continue going was who. Um, and that's and for me that was choosing people that were in the game already and networking with them and being able to just utilize their brain their resources and just be able to lean on people who are already there and um i I mean one thing that i i started off you know i got a full-time job and you know i knew that um i wanted to focus on acquisition and getting a sale and getting 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 property under contract and I didn't have the bandwidth to to give that property to an investor um or the resources at the time so I knew I was going to be joint venturing and I needed to focus on a who um I didn't know at the time before reading the book what I was doing but that who was was uh uh just instrumental to my success and me being able to get to where I'm at today with you know all the other deals that I've done and just you know, learning as well. So it's it's cool just to look back and see the who's involved in that process and how that kind of can take something from one level to the next level when you start focusing on those those key players that are uh, just very Im- important um, to um, associate with. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I want to talk about the theory, and I also want to talk about like actions for people to take. Because I, so we. We got into real estate investing. My wife encouraged me us to buy a condo. And again, I was just a fresh out of the Marine Corps, didn't really understand about any of that, but she was driving for it. So we bought a condo, sold it 18 months later for um, a 180 above what we bought it for. And that kind of kicked us into gear. And later on in life, we, we actually paid for some coaching, a coaching program, and we got in, we bought into it, and we got totally, we got overwhelmed. And then we started having kids and we were for 14 years, we rode that train of, Oh, someday we're going to start investing in real estate. And 
we felt stuck, overwhelmed. Uh, probably 15 times I went, I tried to go figure it out on YouTube, got mm -hmm. overwhelmed, kept getting stuck, 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 stuck. And then eventually we invested in coaching here in Charleston. And that's what kicked us into gear. All of a sudden we had people in our life who could help us out, who had the money, who had the experience. Just last night we were on the phone with one of our coaches and that conversation right there probably paid for coaching. All, I've, we've probably paid for coaching 15 times over just with phone calls and, and advice. So let's give a little break. I want to give a little breakdown on the who, not how. Who, for me, moving into who from how is not comfortable. It's scary. I have to check my ego. I have to ask for help. I have to admit that I don't know. Uh, like, for example, we worked out for the first time this morning together. I have, so you are one of my who's to get, keep my body fit so it can last a long time. Hmm. I put off this exercise or exercising with you this morning for, I don't know, eight weeks hmm. because of a lot of reasons, pride, uh, ego, scared of the unknown, didn't want to be in pain, all that stuff. And, and I look at that as a, and so I went through the workout. I'm glad I did it. It's, it's, it's going to be you know good for me. I want to continue it. And I, it's the same for me with, with many things, but especially with real estate, like asking someone for help is hard. And I just want to communicate that to everybody that it's not supposed to be easy. Like asking for help is hard, especially in our culture, like our culture, our American tough person culture, like the heroes of the, of the, the movies are lone warriors walking out of the burning, you know, the burning explosion and the, the collaboration idea isn't really celebrated. So it was a hard move for me to go from how to who, um, for example, when we started coaching, when we started, uh, you know, we, we got some deals on our own and for us, it's more appealing to do a deal with somebody and split the profit than do a deal alone and keep it all. Um, have you ever thought or heard somebody say, like after you share with them how much hard money costs, they'll say, well, that's great, but I don't want to pass on. I don't want to pay somebody to do it. I'd rather do it with all my money. And I said that for years. The question is, is how's that working out for you? You know, what, what volume have you produced? Um, have you ever had that thought? Oh yeah, or, definitely. I mean, I've had that thought, <clears throat> I had that thought when starting, like, do I really want to give away 50% of, of, you know, a, an assignment at the time I didn't have anything under contract. So I was giving away, uh, 50% of nothing. <laughs> or you were keeping, if you, if you kept that mentality, you would have had hundred percent of zero. hundred percent of nothing at that point. Um, and I just want to take a step back to like, for who, for those who haven't read the book, who, who not how, like he, it's basically the concept where a lot of people focus on how to do things and try to break down and, and do the nitty gritty of all the components of something that they want to achieve instead of realizing that there's people in your life, there's people um, that can be in your life, there's people that are experts in certain things that you aren't, and there's ways to um, basically approach and utilize those people for their own strengths and their own passions for them to be able to do what you can't. Um, it's stuff that they would love to be able to do. And you're able to partner with them and um, kind of make, make things happen as a result, which is so crucial to investing. And 
this person, it's, it's really cool, the person who wrote the book, um, well, the person with the idea is not the person who wrote the book, um, which is basically a testament to this who, not how. The person with the idea was Dan Sullivan. Um, or may, I might have it backwards. No, I think you're right. Yeah, the person yeah. with the idea is Dan Sullivan, and the person who wrote it is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. The doctor had me a little confused at the front. But uh, <clears throat> so uh, Dan Sullivan had the idea of who, not how, and knew uh, how it worked, and and, do, and Dr. Benjamin Hardy is is who he kind of it was his who for writing that book um, that now has you know altered um, me and Mark's mindset along with many others and kind of defines what other a lot of other people go through without even being able to define it. Um, and on that note, um, it's funny with the, with this book and with. Any like a big who for me in my life, um, a lot of people downplay it and just see it as uh, literature. But a big who for me in my life is all the other books I've read um, from a personal development standpoint, um, because all of those got a bookshelf with everything that I've read. And I, it's like one of my most prized possessions, all those books. And it's not because of the books. It's because of the person behind those books that wrote that book that has influenced my life. And those people are big who's in my life that um, they've had 30, 40, 50 years of experience in certain things. Um, and they're condensing that into 250 pages and saying, here's all my knowledge. Um, go ahead and take it from me. And I get to read 250 pages from somebody who spent 30, 40, year, 50 years learning something and grab it from them and they become my who for learning something you know taking the fast track towards something else that they've spent their whole life learning you know and so it's pretty pretty valuable who concept when you're able to pick up a book or even you know a lot of people don't like reading an audiobook is a great way to do it too so um definitely recommend um any, any book in the personal development world for sure. Throw out a couple that have hit you pretty hard. Uh, the, the Magic of Thinking <clears throat> Big is, is a huge one. Um, I'm blanking on the author at the moment, um, but The Magic of Thinking Big was one of the hugest ones for me. I think it's Schwartz. And then also The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy is another huge one. Those are one of the first couple books I ever read, <clears throat> and it kind of it created stepping stones in me towards real estate investing and really opening up my brain in that in that regard. And they were, for me, it's not just a book. They were who's in my life, and actually, I, I listen to Darren Hardy every day of my life. He has like that's a, awesome. I love how consistent you are with that. <laughs> yeah, he has little snippets, and I start my day uh, with, with the Bible and that. But he's a who. Um, and he's a who's speaking in my life, um, along with, you know, everybody else that I've been able to learn from, along with other investors that I talk to every day, like, like you, you're a big who for me, for, um, uh, for anything, anything related to flipping and learning numbers and being able to understand things better. So, yeah. So here's, here's a question for me, for you, for anybody listening, where do you feel alone? Where do you feel stuck? Where do you feel overwhelmed? 
that's exactly where you need to bring someone in. And it doesn't mean you need to have a big payroll ready to dish out some dollars to get some help. It means think of someone, think of where you're stuck, think of someone who you want to be more like, get on the phone, like stop listening right now, get on the phone, call them up, say, hey, let's get some coffee. Or I'll bring you food. Or you like to run, let me run next to you and, and just try to bring some value to them and and just connect, collaborate. Yeah, always remember with that too, um, you, you should be bringing something to the table. Um, with, with every book that I read, what am I bringing to the table with that? Well, I'm bringing $12 to mm-hmm. the table and mm-hmm. I get to read 30 years someone else's uh, brain and what they've learned um which is pretty pretty low barrier to entry on that one <laughs> and uh with with my first couple deals what did i bring to the table i brought the deal to the table um and and you know i got a lot of intel in advance from those who i worked with too and they sold it for me um so yeah you always want to focus on you know uh adding value to that person you're, you're going to as well and not just you know um kind of tire kicking so to speak so yeah being um <clears throat> i feel like i've seen this or i've done this myself being kind of a user and trying to get information or get help there's like a vibe there where there's like a, it's like a fear base and i don't know how to articulate it really well but i would encourage myself and everybody listening be courageous and be bold and think you have value to offer. And maybe I've actually called people sometimes and just said, Hey, I want to add value to your operation. I don't know what that is exactly yet, but let me buy you lunch and let's talk about it. That's just, that's just a move. I recommend another thing on that same subject, ask yourself, what value can you bring? Every one of us has a special skill and, or we could break it down even farther. Every one of us gets excited and fired up about something. For me, it's systems, it's connecting with people, it's um, building a team. What fires you up? Um, what fires me up is getting getting uh, contracts signed and making sellers happy and making buyers happy. And you're good at talking to people. Up. Yeah, I'm, I'm good at kind of negotiating things with people who have some motivation and getting things where they need to be. So it's definitely, it's enjoyable. It's like a, everyone is like a mountain to climb every, every different, you know, uh, every different uh, situation. So it's, it's, it's fun to figure out how to get things to the finish line. But another a book I've read was The Big, uh, the Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And it talks about being in your zone of genius, your zone of excellence, or your zone of competency. Competency. So the question is, is what is your zone of genius? Where do you feel like operating in that place doesn't feel like work, it feels like passion? And focus in on that. Focus in on what that looks like and then work to offer that to other people. Like, um, <clears throat> I'm just keep thinking of the REI Central meeting in context. I, just, I picture myself like back six months going to that meeting. I was totally scared, totally intimidated. I didn't, I was insecure. I didn't know what a JV was. I kept thinking it was junior varsity. And, <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's cool. Like junior varsity, like starting you out, like helping you. And then one day you'll graduate to varsity. That's cool. But 
I've always I was always impressed by the people who raised their hands and said, "What is what is JV? What is LTV? What is DTI? What is what other ARV? Whatever else we say." Mm-hmm. I respected those people so much who rose their hands because I didn't have the courage to say what. <clears throat> yeah. Ask yourself, and I'm telling this to myself. Ask yourself what <coughs> gets you fired up. Put that into a, an action step. And just call everybody you want to connect with. Say, this is what I'm passionate about. How can I add value to your operation with this? So I, I think, too, um, there's examples in our personal, even like in our relationship for who, not how. That's just, it's it's all over the place for how we work together, too. And I wanted to bring up what we're doing every day. And that's uh, it's kind of a left turn. But Hugo, it. yeah. um, it's, it's property that... Um, we're we're actually um, we're actually burring together, which is great. People people don't burn together. That's that's kind of uncomfortable, right? And so we kind of figured out a, a plan for that. So we 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 did per, we had a personal development meeting, and we both were on the same page about like, man, I wish we could we could burr something. Um, Can I back you up? A, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So just going back to the who not how trail. So mm-hmm. the who trail was. Sarah brought us to the Friday morning meeting uh, downtown. Mm-hmm. And then I heard Dan and Patrick, uh, Dan Rivers uh, and Patrick Orvis talking about their accountability group. And I thought, I want to be an accountability group. And then I looked and I had known you. I was like, I want to be more like Chris. So I called you up and then we started this personal uh, development meeting every other Friday, which led to... Right, so. Yeah. And so in that meeting, we both recognized that we really wish we could you know, have the, without realizing the who involved, realize we could, want, we wanted to have the power of a who to do burrs um, and just be able to work together. <clears throat> and then the right one came along. Um, we didn't even realize it at the time came along. So it was this, this property, Hugo Street, um, great cash flowing neighborhood downtown. The property uh, was something that I got under contract. Um, it was uh, riddled with termites, and it was kind of a mess. It was it was pretty broken down. There was someone living there, which I don't know how that was the case. I felt very bad for that individual. But that being said, you know, with with the price we had out for the deal, I, I pushed it out. You know, a lot of people they looked at it and they're like, "I'm I'm not getting that." Like they turned they turned their head. They went another direction, but. Um, Another who came there, um, it was Dusty, that was there looking at the deal, and we walked up to him because he's had 16 properties in that neighborhood, and, I, and we were like, you know, what's the play for this, like, if we wanted to burn, and he's like, oh, you just put a few grand into it, turn around, put a tenant in it, it's not a big deal, you're not going to, you don't want to flip this property, it's not in a high-selling neighborhood, and so you and I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you and I looked at each other, we're like, that's brilliant, yeah. Let's yeah, that, <laughs> that deal happened right there. And we, we came to the Burr Agreement um, like approach that we're trying because we were trying to find flexibility and how to create more deal flow mm-hmm. together and, and breaking outside of the flip because it's easy to partner on flips. How do you partner on a Burr? Because there's partner power with flips. It'd be nice to apply that same thing to Burrs. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it's great. You know, and, and we're, we're not putting money into it as if it's a flip, but I feel good because whoever's gonna live there's got new paint job, all the walls are pointed up, new flooring, new siding, 
new roof. And they're not going to fall through the floor. They're not going to fall through the floor, and they're going to have <laughs> central air conditioning, which was not in there beforehand. So, yeah, it it, it, uh, it worked out. Yeah, the, the who not how is just everywhere. <laughs> yep, and it's it's and it's great too because I'm not going to go in there and try to do what you're doing for the amount of money. I think we're we're doing like a 17, 18 grand budget for renovating it. I I, I would be at 50 grand to renovate that thing and five times the amount of time. Um, and so you have that down pat, you have that turnkey. So it's like, Mark's gonna do that. Like that, that's your niche. Like you're, you're, you're perfect at that. Um, and so why, why would I even get in the way of something like that? You're the who that, that can turnkey that renovation process. I'm kind of lining up, you know, property management a little bit and, and brought the deal and, getting getting things um squared away in the backgrounds and like getting out of the way for you to kind of do your your specialty there too well and conversely my business model for gaining properties i have a, i started a flow chart the, the top marketing component is just relationships and then i break that down to peers wholesalers um you know uh jv partners I'm not looking to connect with people and bring out the deal. I'm not, I'm not doing wholesale efforts. It might be, you know, smart on paper to do that. Um, but I'm relying on, on you to do that. Like that's your thing. I texted you last week or yesterday about a property. Like there might be potential here. I don't even know what to do. I don't want to know what to do. I just know what I'm good at. I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. And that's okay to specialize. I used to feel like entrepreneurial shame for not being able to do everything. But just, just, I've just realized I love working with people. I know construction. So that's my groove. I'm just going to do that. And Sarah, my wife, <clears throat> brilliant, smart, intelligent, wise. Like she's, she loves negotiating. She's good with the details. And I am not good with the details. We're a great partnership because I'm a big visionary go get a guy. And she's really good at following through. Yep, hundred percent. So what? So what would have happened? What would happen if you decided, hey, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do wholesaling along with my flipping, and and I'm gonna source every one of my deals. What do you think changes at that point? Instead of relying on, you know, I know you built up a network of wholesalers and who's and stuff like that to kind of create that situation for you. What would happen if you changed that and went to the how of learning? all that whole side of things. I would, I would have probably produced half of what we have. I would have stalled. I would have gotten stressed out. I would have invested in some massive CRM. What does CRM stand for? Customer? Um, client relationship, uh, management. I think so. Okay. There we go. There's another acronym that that we've (laughs) dispelled. Um, I would have I would completely stalled. What I would have done is repeated what I had been doing for 14 years, which was talking about someday. Yep. And I, I'm in the same boat. If I if I had taken all these properties I've wholesaled and tried to flip everyone myself, uh, I definitely wouldn't be a wholesaler, and I'd be um, stuck in a, a giant rut trying to even get get each property done. I, I mean I don't even have the resources to even do it other than apart from who's so it's really cool to just um uh target 
uh, people for their strengths and realize that you can work together and you can uh, develop a system between you and another individual where you guys are, uh, it's, it's the key word for that is synergy, where you guys are working synergistically um, and really just complementing each other's strengths and what you're good at, which is really what in the book too and Who Not How, that's kind of what they they did too, like Dan targeted, um, I believe it's Dr. Benjamin, and said, hey, you're the writer for this. Um, and he was also uh, the one who went to Dan and said, you should write a book about this. And Dan <laughs> was like, hey, you're going to write the book about this <laughs> because you got the talent for it. <laughs> you know, it's amazing too, the most challenging, um, there was a, I've heard this phrase, the most challenging people in your life are the ones, are your greatest teachers. And I think that applies to me when I let my ego get in the way. Like my wife, Sarah, is super diligent, like on top of it. Like she, she's, she's like my role model of who I want to be like as far as the, in the world of diligence and follow through and personal responsibility. And I can let that be a challenge or a threat, or I can like capitalize on that and say, whoa, I need help. I'm super disorganized. I'm a good starter, a bad finisher. I need help. And when I take that attitude on, there's like, I have great joy and fulfillment in that relationship. You know what I mean? And then the same thing with, with everyone else, um, partnering with, well, I'll back up. So here's, here's the principal question behind it. Can you do more? Um, can you do more at half with two? Like, can you do more in your life to accomplish your goals if you're making half of the profit but you're working with another person so here's the scenario let's say that i want i'm, I'm out there looking for deals for me i've got that greedy all for me mindset i cannot avoid having that mindset when i'm looking for a deal so i can snatch it up and squeeze every bit of money out of it as i can but if i just want to partner with people i loosen up i get open I start to become a go-giver um, and more deals will come to me than that, that greedy isolation mentality. Like for example, uh, I work with a realtor and two days ago he called me or texted me saying, hey look, I got a couple of houses to look at. And this is all because we've talked about joint venturing. Um, and on the joint venture, instead of nitpicking this is Sarah something Sarah and I just decided on instead of nitpicking over what percentage we're gonna get let's just go 50 50 and give all we can like every person in the party give all we can and let's get this deal done and turn around and make some money yeah and the next one and the next one and the next one right on and, and when you have a partnership where two people are focused on the other person's good and and really just bring everything to the table that they can it's really just um, like there's no stopping success at that point. You're, you're able to, you know, use both your brains for um, really accelerating progress and work together instead of, you know, I, I, I think when you when you start looking out for yourself or or, or figuring out how you're going to get five percent more, ten percent more, it it, it sh something shifts in your brain, and you stop focusing on how you're going to uh, it, as a united um, team, uh, accelerate that deal towards the finish line. You start focusing a little bit more on how much money am I going to get? Mm -hmm. What am I going to get instead of what can I give? Mm -hmm. You know, 
And so it's 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 an it's it's not bad to go through those negotiations and everything, but you definitely want to do that carefully and realize like giving is really going to get things to the finish line in every state, you know. And lining up with people who share the same principles, like that's that's good. Like follow your follow. <clears throat> Again, preaching to myself, follow your gut into a relationship and partner from there instead of matching up with somebody who looks good on paper but you just have an uneasy feeling about or maybe you're not in the right spot mentally uh, as far as having that that giver attitude but yeah um i I think it's the funny part is this can be applied to every part of your life Mm -hmm. um even the small things i know um we had somebody else that we um in our coaching call yesterday that was talking about hiring a cleaner um, for their house and, and a who so that they can focus on what they do best uh, because it's stressful to you know have to do all that stuff um, and if you have the income uh, or if you can even uh, focus on creating the income that can create the situation that justifies someone else cleaning your house like that that kind of makes sense you're you're get you're giving a you're getting a who so that um you can focus on what you do best and so it can really apply to every part of your life too it's not just investing um and uh i know in uh my marriage my wife is obviously a ginormous who for um for uh very large portions of my life um and so it was funny we were uh when i was reading that book too in the middle of who not how um we went to the beach as a family and we it was uh sullivan's and we had um we saw a whole bunch of dogs that were off leash just walking diligently with their owner and our dog is completely untrained (laughs) completely untrained so there's no point in bringing our dog my wife looked at me and she was like man i I wish we knew how to do that like Mm -hmm. get our dog off leash um and and do what they're doing with the dog and my brain kind of clicked right there with the book i was reading i was like we have like 15 who's walking around us right now all we have to do is ask them what they've done um and um sarah that's brilliant yeah dude i would have never thought of that and it's like yeah just (laughs) just go up and ask them and you, you got the answer right away we don't have to research we don't have to go on google we don't have to go on youtube um, and so <laughs> I was thinking you were going to call a dog trainer. That's no. even better. Just go talk to the people. Well, we have gotten a dog trainer, but for other reasons, but <clears throat> that being said, we, we knew that day how to get a dog off leash because we just walked up to somebody. Uh, Sarah walked up to somebody and asked him, um, he broke that, broke it down. She's the one who retained the information. I can't really regurgitate it. I'll be honest because she's my who for that. <laughs> but, uh, it's just, it's just funny how you can apply that to, you know every area of life a lot of people like see things like that like even a dog off leash and is like they're determined to go on google and figure all that stuff out you know that's what i would be inclined to do right or you could just spend five minutes creating a relationship with somebody else that's been there and done that you know so in conclusion though i think it's it's a it's a good conversation we had here just just everybody wants to focus on creating who's in their life it's it's really 
the way to kind of fastest path to um, just creating success in your life and in, more importantly in the lives of those people that you're interacting with and those people that you get to interact with um, really just bring value to each other it's just an awesome experience all around um, and so definitely Definitely uh, recommend picking up that book or the audiobook. I know the audiobook is spoken highly of as well. Um, but if you want to get in touch with us, Mark has the information. If you have any questions or want to submit any questions, Mark will take that away too. All right, so right side up sc at gmail.com. That's R I G H T side up sc at gmail.com. If you have, um, if you want to shoot us a, a voice memo, questions, comments, we want to be a, uh, excuse me, an authentic approach podcast to talk about the real stuff. Like I would love to talk about how I doubled, I spent twice as much as I planned on spending on a house we recently sold. I would love to go into that. There's like 15 reasons why I screwed that up royally. And I'd love to talk about that because I think it's something that people struggle with. Um, and then what I did to fix it and what I'm screwing up on now. <clears throat> so here's a call to action. Invest in yourself. Be a who. Identify what you get fired up about. What makes you? What makes the, the tingles run down your back when you think about being able to do that? Identify that, write it down on paper, and put that out. Just connect with people, say, look, this is what I'm passionate about. Let's get together and see how I might be able to add that value to your operation or your life. And then invest in yourself again and bring on a who. Make that phone call. Uh, connect with people um, where you're, this is what you learn in who, not how, if you read it, where you are procrastinating, where you feel stuck is exactly where there's a seat waiting for a who or more who's. Um, so take action on that. Shoot us an email. Thank you for listening to our first organic conversation podcast <laughs> in the studio of Chris's guest bedroom. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on Right Side Up. Hey, y'all, before we leave today, I wanted to mention Clear Vision Coaching. So I'm mentioning this because this has made the difference in my life and Sarah's life. And I can say uh, Sarah and I are on track towards our big 2021 goals because of Clear Vision Coaching and the people and the community there. So Russ Scheider, Dusty Keefe, Kelly Garrett are the coaches. As a group, we meet bi-weekly uh, and do a group phone call and then we have bi-weekly individual calls with our coach and we also do quarter or excuse me quarterly masterminds we have a mastermind coming up next weekend if you want more information about that uh, you can contact myself or chris or dan rivers or kelly or russ or dusty um, so yeah i just wanted to promote that group it's a tight-knit group, and one of one of the favorite things that I've gained from that group is is that access and uh, the friendship and community uh, from everyone else in the coaching group as well. I'm very excited for this coming up mastermind. We got some new people in the coaching program, which I'm very excited about. Wanted to promote that, and then Maven Realty, um, Troy Gandy and Dan Rivers are, are realtors that I work with, and again, I can't put into words without. Um, yeah, I just don't feel like I can put into words the value that comes from the actual concern, caring, knowledge, and expertise of an investment-minded realtor. Uh, It's worth more than I can say to have a partnership with an investment-minded realtor. One of the things I love about Troy and Dan is they are not 
going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to say what's real in their opinion. They're going to give conservative gain estimates so you can build deals with them from what they have to offer. Thanks again for listening.